What's good, Denver? Good morning, Denver. How are you? Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the podcast. What's good, Denver is a weekly celebration of culture and discovery and fun stuff to do in Denver for kids, couples, singles, and old-timers. I'm Ryan Estes with Tom, cool like that, Donahue, and the Christian McCaffrey of podcasting, Troy Higgins. A tip of the hat to the Kansas City Chiefs and to the San Francisco 49ers. It's the uh, Super Bowl nobody wanted, but nonetheless, I think it's going to be a great game, you know, and we're all keeping our fingers crossed for the local boy, Christian McCaffrey, it's the Valor standout and son of the legendary Eddie McCaffrey to like really come through. How fun would it be if Christian McCaffrey has 300 yards and takes the Chiefs out? I mean, it would be great. Speaking of great, I mean, I've been complaining all season about the Chiefs, but God, man, you really got to just admire greatness when it appears, man. You know what I mean? And like Patrick Mahomes, dude. God. <laughs> That team, it's not the best Chiefs team we've seen, and yet still they win. They just win. God dang. If the script says They're so. They're the new. If the script says so. <laughs> They're like the new Patriots. They kind of just cruise through the regular season, and then when the playoffs come, they just turn it on and just dominate everyone. I know. You know, when you see what it is, it's like a mental thing. Like the, the, the Ravens just broke. They broke in the fourth quarter. Everyone's making stupid plays, penalties, throwing helmets, having temper tantrums. It's like, oh, man, you don't see that from Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes down 20 points in the fourth quarter. He's getting everybody fired up on the bench. You just see it. You see it with that championship mindset, man. It's amazing. So I have mixed feelings. I don't know. I'm excited for the game, but I'm going to enjoy the Pro Bowl, honestly, a little flag football. You know what I mean? Forget mm-hmm. about the – the whiners versus the Chiefs. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> um, Olivia is not on the road. She's back, and she'll be back with us next week, uh, and we're excited for that. Shout! <laughs> uh, she's in the other room. Um, but today we have a very special guest. We have the return of Katie White. Katie, what's going on? Not much. Yeah. Just I watched not football much. this weekend, so I actually understood what you said. Wow. You I did not games. watch. I was I was left out of that intro. It's okay. <laughs> I, watch it. I knew they won though. You missed the, the drama Chiefs of uh the Ravens the, the fumbler smashing his hand onto the bench and cutting himself. He had a boo boo. He had a boo boo. He had a boo boo. He had a, a great drive too. What's his name? Flowers. I mean yeah. he had like three or four plays. He's just like extraordinary player, rookie. Just like let himself get too excited in the moment and made some stupid penalties. No oh. composure. Yeah. You know, but that's top down stuff. And then you see Lamar. Lamar's doing the same thing. It's like, dude, you're making 50 million a year, bro. Like, you got to like have some composure because the whole team, especially the young guys, man, they're looking at you. Yeah. <sighs> God, I really like that Baltimore team. And now you see cap space. They're not going to be able to afford to keep that team together. Everyone's going to want to get paid. And, like, you know, Lamar sitting up, up on the top. I don't know. I don't know. It's the NFL, ladies and gentlemen. Or maybe you can, it's not. Uh, oh, go ahead. You can, ar- you can already bet um, in Vegas on if 
Travis Kelsey will propose to Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Did you see <laughs> on the New York Times, they had an entire segment about how can Taylor Swift make it to the Super Bowl? She has a, a oh, yeah. show in Tokyo the night before, but there's a 14-hour full- difference. They had like an analyst work on this and do math oh, f- for the New York a, Times. A, a, grown, a grown adult got paid to write an article <laughs> on and break down the math and the time zone difference of how it's possible for Taylor Swift to attend the Super Bowl. I was like, wow, that is. So you're saying there's a chance. Surprise. It's a private jet. Yeah, it's a PJ. You need like some amphetamines. Yeah. (laughs) She'll be fine. Blaine. She's she's a pro by now of just uh, late night performances and early morning jets. I'm sure she'll literally just sleep the entire flight. Yeah. She'll be fine. Be fresh and spry for the Super Bowl. Where's the Super Bowl this year? Vegas. Vegas. Oh, that's Vegas. right. It's in Vegas. Cool. The NFL won't allow her to not go. She needs to go. She's that's she's why like, they're in the in yeah. the finals. <laughs> that is why. That's why the Chiefs are. She she fixed it. But I'm sure yeah. there's a conspiracy out there about her fixing it. Dude, my oh, my sure. my Chiefs Kelsey uh, Swift hatred was cresting. I feel like last week, and I feel like I'm back going down the downside, and I'm starting to be like, all right, it's all good, you know. The, everything's fine. Everything's fine. You know what? What really was what settled it down for me though is uh, Patrick's wife, Brittany. I'm sure she's a lovely person, but her public persona that she plays in public is rather nauseating. I'm not familiar. I don't know if you. I mean, it, like Patrick Mahomes' brother is a a convicted sex offender and scumbag. Like he just is, and like his wife is just. I, I I'm not a fan. But there was a picture of Taylor in the box, and Brittany's like trying to like whisper something or say something to her, and and Taylor Swift just like rolls her eyes and is like, "Yeah, okay, cool, whatever." Well, speaking of convicted, <laughs> and it sex made me offenders, like her better. Anybody? Anybody? Speaking of that, Megan The Stallion, Nicki Minaj beef. Anybody want to talk about that? Oh, I don't know about it. What's I don't going know on with what that? that is. Uh, I saw a little bit about that, but yeah, please elaborate. Yeah, Megan Thee Stallion dropped a new a new track, as they say. It's called Hiss, and she has a line in there that was like, don't hate Megan, hate Megan's Law. And Megan's Law is like all about the child sex offender registry, and Nicki Minaj's husband and brother are both <laughs> registered sex offenders. Oh, geez. So it just like started some beef, and Nicki was like live streaming at like one in the morning, like ripping her apart or trying to she's like making fun of her being like shot by tory lanes um but it's like blowing up in the atmosphere of that world yeah and it's like come on they're both like powerhouses can we just get along megan the stallion is she the lady that dresses like a superhero who's that there was there's a a lady rapper that wears like these like really cool like spandex nike suits ice spice I don't know. Is that how it is? I'm uh, not really that familiar with rap I feel like, in general, but I, <laughs> I feel like that's do. a common outfit. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. These gals always look really cool with like rainbow hair and stuff. 10 out of 10 recommend you listen to her diss track. Really? Yeah. It was good. She's really smart. And I think that's like half of being a good rapper is just being like intelligent. Yeah. And being very vicious and witty mm-hmm. on a, on a rap disc. Yes. Well, the whole thing is that like Nikki's been coming after Megan for like years and Megan just like, hasn't said anything about it. She's been like very quiet and then like out of nowhere, just drop this. <laughs> it really rattled everybody. Nice. Wait, wait, so <laughs> Megan, the stallion dropped the track. Yes. It's a diss on Nikki. Yes. And Nikki's family 
is the sex offender. Yes. Okay, so that's why she's saying don't yes. hate Megan, hate Megan's law. Yeah, right. don't hate Megan, hate Megan's law. I got it. I that's got pretty it. clever. I mean, it's yeah, so that's clever. That's right. It was, yeah. Got her. Got okay. him. This is the this it is her. This is the picture I was thinking of. It doesn't. It looks like she doesn't look like a superhero all the time. But this one picture, it she looks pretty amazing. I, I, it was only notable because oh, yeah. it, it was like it's like a very like Vegas almost like burlesque looking outfit, mm-hmm. rhinestones and stuff. But it's got the Nike swoosh right there. It's, yeah. it was weird that it was like a Nike piece. I don't know. She's cool. She also released cool. a metal album last year, which was crazy just like such a divergence from what she had done in the past i sound like a big megan the stallion stan right now but i feel like i couldn't name a single song i had no idea she released a metal album yeah you should check it out it's cool that's cool i've been living under a rock wow well i hope they work out their differences i know you know unity yeah clear they they need to be the beef squash it squash the beef but we're going to have to see a response track at least. Oh, she dropped one. It's called Bigfoot. And she's making fun of the fact that Megan the Stallion got shot in the foot. And it's just like, I don't know, it seems tired and lazy. She rhymes foot with foot like four times. Yeah, but also like getting shot in the foot's kind of cool, right? You're just like yeah. upping her legacy. Totally. And she went to court and won. So she got shot by another rapper. Did she really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's badass. That was yeah, oh, yeah, cool. a few years ago. <clears throat> I watched the Big documentary news. on that. Did you? There's a yeah. documentary? Ryan, you got to yeah, plug it, in. Oh, my God. <laughs> where have I been? The, these documentaries now like come out like before the court cases even settled. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get them out, pump them out fast now. It's crazy. Because that lets them do a cliffhanger, and then you can have the, the next one after yeah. the case. All right. I need to drop back in. You know when I tapped out is when I got too involved in Jacksonville's like uh, rap music scene. Um. And there's all these documentaries about that. I don't know mm. if you guys follow mm-hmm. that, but it's crazy. <laughs> it's like that was too nuts. There was all these people that were like basically confessing to like murdering other guys on wax and then getting arrested. It is it was too much. And I was like, dude, I can't be involved in this. I'm a grown ass man. What mm-hmm. am I doing? <laughs> don't need that beef. <laughs> but time to drop back in. Nice. Well, the it actually dovetails pretty nicely to our feature. Katie White's bringing the best places to uh uh, find music in Denver for our feature today. So that should be cool. Best spots to buy music. All right. To follow the show, go to kitcaster.com forward slash Denver. Subscribe to YouTube, Apple, or Spotify. Today's sponsor is Samana Float Center. You know you need to schedule another float. You can do that at samanafloat.com. We all float on. And our music is by Troy Higgins. So let's get into events. Uh, Katie, what do you like teed up for the week? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, our old workspace, Town Hall Collaborative, has a poetry night tomorrow, a sure. share poetry open mic night. Could be fun. Could could be not fun. I'm sure it will be fun. Um, so 10 out of 10 recommend that. Also, I will always plug DU Men's Hockey. There's a game this weekend Let's against go. Western Michigan. Very fun. There's two. And... Um, you know, I don't know this artist. Uh, his name is Jake Fussell, but he's playing at the Lost Lake Lounge, which is which is like a tiny little bar capacity mm. of like 60 maybe. I've been hearing about this place. It's great. I've been to a couple shows there, and it's always a good time. And they don't tend to get super crowded. Um, they got barbecue too, right? No, that's Globe Hall. But it's all okay. part of like the same. It's like Lost Lake, Larimer, and um, Globe are all kind of part of the same ecosystem. 
Um, Let's take a look. So you don't know this guy, but you're recommending it? Yeah. You know, I like checked out his music on (laughs) Spotify yesterday. And I was like, seems seems up my alley. Like it's a show I would go to on a whim. Is Um, his middle name Xerxes? Yeah. Thank you for saying that for me. Because I wasn't going to try. That's cool. Yeah. Is he Persian? No. He looks like a white man. Although I don't know what his, how he racially identifies, but... That's a, that's a pretty powerful. This is what he name. looks like. He's from Durham. Yeah, yeah. He's he doesn't look Durham. Persian. No, he looks Scandinavian, perhaps. Yes, of descent. Yeah, his music is like folk inspired. Jake so Zerkes. there he is. There you go. Check it out. Um, I'm trying to see the, going on. the lounge. Let's see what kind of. Oh, like what the actual venue looks like. Oh, I bet if we go to the rentals page. Nice poetry open mics can go different ways yeah <laughs> they, can, they can get they could be a little uncomfortable at times yeah yeah they really can i mean i i was a creative writing minor in college and it was essentially just like a poetry open mic every wednesday at this class that i had and it went either way but you get to know people really well you do yeah you do i don't know how, how are you do you like poetry generally I, I love poetry i think it's really cool um it's a really cool form of expression. I mean, similar to music, I feel like they kind of run in tandem. Um, but yeah, people can be very vulnerable and it might not land just like comedy. I think going to comedy sets can be really uneasy sometimes, especially if you have like secondhand embarrassment, <laughs> <laughs> which I definitely do. And sometimes I watch people flop and I'm like, Ooh, Ooh that hurt. Yeah. You know, but the nice thing with comedy is at least, you know, that you have like a baseline, you're there to laugh like mm. poetry. You're like, Oh, we'll hear poetry. But for somebody else, it's their time to like confess something. Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh Oh yeah. What am I supposed to listen to? Yeah. Thank God. I don't know. A disco ball. So it's a really yeah. tiny venue. Yeah. It looks, it looks cool though. Yeah. Yeah, no. It, Look at this little bar lounge area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have solid drinks. Absolutely. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I lo- I like poetry, but I like to read poetry. I feel like you can feel the resonance. I like to see like how the wordplay and stuff. Mm-hmm. I always feel kind of like I feel like I'm I'm held hostage if I'm listening to poetry. I could be wrong, though. I yeah. could be wrong. Well, no one's forcing you to go. I'm not going. You have your events. <laughs> <laughs> that's right i got my events i'm not going to i'm not going to that one that's um, okay but I, I feel like you got you go to a poetry open mic if you have a poem to read you know what i mean that's when that's the audience is they're like all right wrap it up everyone's got, got something yeah right. or if you're like single and looking for like a sad boy or something like that you go and you're like mm, i could fix you <laughs> a fixer upper project mm-hmm. yeah quick quick question Yes. Have either of you guys ever been to any of the events that you featured on the show? <laughs> yes. I go to DU men's hockey games almost every weekend. Okay. Good. Good to know. I've been to the music ones, like the concerts that I'm talking about. But um, Okay. Sick. I'm trying to hold people accountable. Troy's putting the whole thing on blast. <laughs> uh, I, I went to the Tim Burton bar and came back with a... A slam piece on them. Well, that's go. right. So that's perfect. Right. I've gone a couple perfect. of times. I the the food recommendations. I might have hit all of them. Yeah. When we did that show. You did know. you go perfect. to Kiki's? Anybody? Kiki's, I've been to Kiki's. Uh, on thirty eighth. No, no, Kiki's. Um, not tacos. The oh, that's sushi Kike's. place. Oh yeah, no, oh, yeah, no, yeah. No, in uh, in Inglewood. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's so good. It is good. I haven't been there, but I've been to Kiki's. You live tacos. really close to it. You should go. Really? Yeah. 
Is it? Do they have all you can eat? No, it's not. It's like it's actually not a sushi place. It's like uh, like Japanese home cooking, Ooh, like katsudon okay. and stuff I'm like down. that. I'm, I'm gonna have to cheat on Tatsu Izakaya because that's my spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kiki's chicken so, is that what you guys are talking about? Kiki, it's Kiki's. What do they have? Katie it's, said it's just like it's Japanese like, home cooking. Yeah, it's like home style cooking, like a katsu curry and like katsudon, and then they have like ud- uh, udon dishes and like noodle dishes. So they have sushi, but I don't go oh. there for the sushi. <laughs> I'm looking Troy now. It's like I've been to some of these. I've been to quite a few. The the larger events, though, I just I, I've realized <laughs> through doing this show that like I like small areas. I like clubs and bars, restaurants. Yeah. Like if it gets bigger than that, then it's like it's, it's going to take a lot to get me out. Even for like sporting events, you know what I mean? Like I was talking to Oswald about like going to Broncos games next year. And I was like, uh, let's go to, let's go to Vegas and watch them play the Raiders. Cause that seems like an, a fun thing mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to like, I just, I live right down the street from mile high stadium and it's like, Oh man, all those Broncos fans are there. You know? Yeah. Just go watch them play in Germany or something. That's been <laughs> yeah, happening. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. The big events, it's just, uh, it just takes extra effort. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm probably bad in five, 10%. On some of these, that's not bad. <laughs> Tom, speaking of events we're not going to, what do you got, Tom? <laughs> I got a couple of things that I'm not going to, but <laughs> they seem pretty cool. So that's why I'm going to highlight them. It's our, um, it's our job to share them, not to go to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're sharing them. The first one <laughs> yeah. sounds pretty cool. I, I could be interested, but honestly, I've been out of the photo game for a minute. It's a photography slash modeling event. The Groovy Creatures Appreciation Event. It's at a pop-up bar that's on Boulder Street, 1575 Boulder Street. And that is in Denver, by the way. by Little Man, yeah. Yeah. Um, So at this Groovy Creatures event, it's like, it's run by this um, Vibelt group who they focus on creating safe, positive spaces that empower models and photographers um, to express their own creativity. So making sure that there's no creepos in the game. I believe it's creatives, although groovy creatures would be better. Yeah, <laughs> groovy creatures, appreciation event. But anyway, um, you go there, All the mod- if you're a model, you bring your two outfits, and then if you're a photographer, you bring your camera and your gear and whatever, and it's at this um, groovy pop-up bar. It's a 70s vibe uh, event, so you have to dress like some 70s themed outfits. And then they'll basically do like a round robin, like different areas and stuff where photographers take pictures of all the different models and they switch around and it's like an hour of shooting. You do like a half hour in one outfit and then the models will go in the back, they'll change, and then you do another half hour and then get everyone gets all their photos and then you hang out and network and have fun. So that sounds pretty cool. That sounds really cool. Yeah. This sounds like a Sam Lindy event if I've ever seen one. <laughs> sounds like free work. Yeah. <laughs> free work. <laughs> yeah, sounds like they're trying free to labor. use all of our... Yeah, if you're attractive, ours. like, go there and get some pics. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> go get some free... Just free Some shots. new headshots. <laughs> if you need, like, a 70s vibe for a audition you have coming up, definitely get some free headshots there. Um, so, yeah, that sounds cool. I mean, I haven't been taking too many pictures recently, so I probably won't go through that one, but... Um, Vibe IO. This looks like a cool little group. Yeah, they got a. It's neat. It's a cool idea. Yeah, I know that there's 
some weird things that happen in that industry. I always see horror stories because I'm in all these photography groups and Instagram pages and Facebook pages and people are always like, don't shoot with this person. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's a cool initiative oh, yeah. they have going on over there. The next one, all right, I might actually go to this one. By the way, that one was Saturday <laughs> at 2 p.m. Um, you can check that out online. This event is also Saturday at 2 p.m., so you have two options from me for this Saturday afternoon. This is Hot Wax and Cold Beer um, with the Jagged Mountain Group. So it's going to be at the first draft tap room and kitchen. Bring your snowboard or skis, whatever you have, and uh, they're doing hot waxes at the tap room. Nice. So you get, it's it's like 20 bucks for your wax, and you get a free beer while they're waxing it. So that's a good price. Like to get an actual hot wax, it's usually more than, it's like double that. Yeah. Yeah. They're like 20 bucks, right? Usually hot wax. I feel like I think Evo, they're like, like 45 40. bucks yeah. for like a hot wax if you were to go to like a shop or something. Nice. So if you go here, you not only get your hot wax for 20 bucks, but you get a free beer. So that Sweet. sounds cool. And that then you chill awesome. around with a bunch of people holding their snowboards and skis at the um, <laughs> tap room. <laughs> Just holding it and posted up. Yeah. Hopefully they got some racks for people to put their stuff on when it's done. Um, and then finally, um, bought this one up for Katie and Rue. I don't have a dog, but I'm hoping that you guys go. <laughs> the Puppy Love Social at Holiday Brewing Company. Um, there's going to be lots of stuff going on at this event. Sunday, February 4th from 1 to 4 p.m. DIY barcuterie. Barcuterie. Mm, very clever. Is there anything else that you need? Um, <laughs> craft gluten-free uh, beer, selfie station, charcuterie for humans, new dog mom friends. Wow. Wow. Rue would, would bite another dog. So Rue <laughs> Ru is not. Doing, oh, wait. Hold on. Let me, let me show the... Uh, the crowd here what's going on sorry our screen got a little does, bit minimized does rue not get along with other dogs she's just very selective mm, okay she wouldn't bite another dog but she would be like very uncomfortable and probably snappy she'd bite the air mm, look at this <laughs> i think i think this might be the human <laughs> charcuterie are you sure or i don't see any chocolate a, in there could be for a dog see, can dogs have strawberries yeah, Rue loves strawberries. The honey stick? How's the dog going to get that? I don't know. Could you imagine it all in her beard? <laughs> wow, look at this stuff. That's Beautiful. pretty nice. Why does it say happy Valentine's Day? Hold on a sec. Yeah, what's the date on this event? I, don't know, I think they're goofing, yeah. It does have a love theme. I, I think guess it's just the intro. It's the 4th of February, so yeah. look at this guy. Yeah, good stock images. Look at that. I've never yeah, seen a dog eat something like that. Yeah, DIY barcuterie boards so your dog would get some snacks. Cute. Gluten-free beer. Selfie station. You need one of those because you can't just take a selfie anywhere. <laughs> New dog mom friends. I mean. What about dog dad friends? Yeah. I, it's, if, what if I had a dog? Am yeah. I, am There's I a lot of questions to, here also. Why is it gluten-free beer? Am I allowed to go to this? <laughs> yeah. This is only for dog moms. I don't know. And you don't even have a dog. It's just like. Well, that's the creepy oh, wait, part. It is, <laughs> Valentine's, it is Valentine's Day like next week. No, it's for, the 4th, isn't it? Two, February two. 4th? Yeah, in a couple of weeks. That's, this this event is on the 4th, but Valentine's Day is the 14th. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Are we looking at two different events? 
No, this says, it says, look, right here on the year You're invited, invited. Sunday, invited. February 4th. But I think maybe they're starting early. Or yeah. they missed a one and they're... Maybe they're assuming the dog moms don't have a significant yeah, other. a dog dad. Or another <laughs> dog mom. Yeah. Or whatever. This might be for single dog moms who are looking to just have a tail wagging good time. <laughs> oh, it is know. for... It's I don't for, know about all this. It's for gals. There's That's a, what it seems like. I mean, I don't... This is complicated. Why are, why are we gendering the bark cootery? Let's just not. <laughs> I don't know. Let's leave that in the past. It's for yeah, anyone exactly. anyone who needs a selfie. Let's just yeah, it's for it. anyone who needs a selfie. <laughs> it's for those people that want to have a dog in their dating profile and they don't have a dog, actually. I think that's what it's for. Yeah. Look exactly. at these frequently asked questions. Um, do I have to RSVP? Okay, that's a good one. Are there treats for humans to enjoy? Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Are dogs allowed? Wow. No. Whoa. No, actually. <laughs> don't bring them. Dude, yeah, I don't know about this event. Now, at, under further scrutiny, also, there's a proliferation of emojis, which makes me know that ChatGPT is in, in charge of all this, like, puppy uh, pun situation mm-hmm. going on right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ChatGPT does use the emojis like this. It's a dead giveaway. It's a dead giveaway every time. Charcuterie Mary is the charcuterie provider. Oh, all right. Well, I'll see you all there. All right. Yeah, no one's going to that. No, (laughs) Tom. These are great uh, events here, Tom. We got it. was a wide variety. I mean, to me, the the photo event and the um, hot wax and cold beer sounds pretty good. But, you know, we're going to have to split time between those two. Maybe you can... Um, hit the hot wax and cold beer at two, get in early, and the photography doesn't start at the other event until three. Nice. So from three to four. So. Dude, no, these are these are solid events, Tom. Amazing. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Let's hear yours, Ryan. Yeah, mine are all just very daddish. I see them in, in aggregate here. I'm like, boy, this is a real dad weekend coming from me. So we've got Diggable Planets. That's tonight at the Ogden Theater, which is their 30th anniversary tour. I mean, 1992 is when their blowout comb came, or no, 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 Reachin came out. And I remember to this day, Luis Gomez, I'm sitting next to him in a computers class. And I'm like, what's that? And it was like a cassette tape. He's like, oh, it's Diggable Planets. And he let me listen to it uh, hooked. I would say Diggable Planets goes down as possibly my number one group that put out two records. And that was it. Just like. Boom, boom. I remember it was in uh, 1994 when their second album, Blowout Comb, came out, and I knew it, and I ditched school. Wait, this is 94? It might have been 95 because I, I had a car. I had an old Honda Civic that I spray-painted black, and I ditched school to go to Best Buy to get the CD on the day of its release back then on a Tuesday. Nice. Big moment. I went alone. On that Tuesday. Excited. Yeah. Yeah, those were the days. Those were the days. The Tuesdays. That's when the new music came out. <laughs> That's right. It was the best. It was the best. And I got that record, and that one's like absolutely extraordinary. Both records, awesome. They're still touring. Um, I mean, we were talking about lady rappers earlier, and I got to say Ladybug Mecca is possibly the best illest female MC of all time, you know, and early. Mm-hmm. She was amazing. She still is amazing. So that's going down at the Ogden Theater tonight. I had two different groups of friends reach out to be like, dude, I'll buy tickets. You want to go? And I was like, eh. And Odetta wanted to go. And I was like, eh. I don't know. I saw them in the Boulder Theater in like 97. It was one of the best 
concerts of all time. Uh, Butterfly, he has a line about the asteroid belt. He's like, because he's like kind of a celestial kind of rapper Mm -hmm. and an insect rapper. But when he said asteroid belt, he lifted up his shirt and he had his belt buckle was like a five pointed star. It's an asteroid belt. Hmm. I was just like, dude, that's that was pretty dope. It stuck with me. That's cool. So, respect to the diggable planets. They are playing also undiscovered gem. If you are a fan of Diggable Planets, um, Butterfly put out a record like 15 years ago called Cherry Wine, and it's amazing. Super sick. So check that out. Um, I've also got Explosions in the Sky, which is on Sunday. You know, that's a genre called dad rock, I do believe. You guys familiar with the genre? Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm familiar with the genre. I don't know Explosions mm-hmm. in the Sky. Oh, well, you're in for a treat. All right. I think they're really the pioneers of the genre, which we're talking about heavy, emotional Guitar-based instrumental music. Got it. Dad rock. Dad rock. Sounds I guess it depends on like how old your dad is, because like dad rock for me is like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. True, true, true. Yeah, but they're they're amazing. It says the end tour, so I don't know. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is it for the explosions in the sky. Oh, uh, bad. The final boom. <laughs> People nice. really milk the end tours these days. They do, and then they come back, and you're like. Okay. Odessa, Quit pulling my leg. Odessa just announced their big, grand, final, finale, ending, <laughs> last chance tour. My, exactly. Uh, marketing tactic. Four shows. Diggable Planets has they, been doing that forever. Now they're like, eh, 30th anniversary tour. Hey, we're back. <laughs> I saw them in 2017, I think. Cool. Yeah, they played at the UMS. Did they really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was like, that's cool. Cool. Yeah, they're the best. Um, and then finally, of course, we have the Denver Nuggets in town with the Portland Trail Blazers. They did fantastic for with their uh, their their uh, road trip. I think they only lost one, uh, a bad one to the Knicks. Um, it was but, by like forty points. Yeah, Ooh. it was it was pretty it was pretty bad. But they beat Golden State the next day, and uh, then dang. they bounced back and they beat the Bucks last night. I don't know if you guys watched the game, but Giannis was was getting frustrated. He couldn't deal with the size and strength of the Nuggets. Man, when did the playoffs start? Oh, we're only like halfway into the season. Yeah. Oh, really? April. Oh, we've got plenty of time. April, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just need to know when to start doing every single Jokic over. (laughs) (laughs) Triple double last night again. First first couple playoff games, he goes hard. That's That's when I made the Jokic bag last year. Yeah. Just do like every series, Jokic usually goes hard for like the first two games. And then he doesn't do anything for the rest of them unless he needs to. He just gets fouled. Didn't you? He just leans into fouls. Yeah, Skillfully. Flop. Skillfully. It's like a soccer player. (laughs) This is my favorite. Jokic, though, to the ref. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Every time. Like you're like eight feet tall. And he has to bend over and look non menacing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like Draymond. No, very different. Very different, Katie. How dare you? Uh, nice. No, it was, uh, um, oh man, the Nuggets last night. Great shot. Yeah. That, and that's what's on tap for Denver. I'm not going to these events. Very nice. <laughs> Troy, do uh, you get Nuggets games out there? I realize Nuggets seem to be like very unmarketable and like the, the, the NBA just doesn't want them to win. You got to get league pass. Um, we only get the Nuggets games if they're playing the Lakers, yeah. Clippers, uh, you know, premier matchups, Warriors. We don't. Typically, they're not the featured, um, what is it, broadcast game. But yeah. I uh, yeah, I watch a lot of basketball, 
and the Nuggets are so fun to watch. They're so good. It's, it they're is a fun team to watch. Yeah. Go oh, Nuggies. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's do the feature. Um, Katie, why don't you lead us into the feature, which is best placed by music in Denver? What do you got? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it for me is just finding a good place for recommendations. Um, so my best place is to uh, buy music in Denver has changed over the years, but currently the place that I love most is called Invincible Vinyl. It's on Calamath Street. It's very unassuming. Um, and the reason why I love it so much is because the owner, he's there every single day, and you can just tell that he is obsessed with music. Nice. And he could just talk to you all day. Like, you could go in with no frame of reference as to, like, what you're looking for and just say, like, hey, this is, like, I'm in this mood. What would you recommend? And he'll do it. Or like nice. there have been times where I've gone in and I've been like, Hey, I'm really interested in getting into jazz. Can like, we talk about that for a little bit. And like, he is definitely a dad rock guy, right? Like, of course that is, be. yeah, that is his bread and butter, but he just knows so much about so many different types of music and genres. And I actually, I brought some of my favorite records I've gotten from show and tell wow. from, from this record store. I didn't know we were oh, nice. That. Yeah. You know, well, I didn't get now to bring my throne last time, but this is at Lingoon. I think that's how you say it. They're a Turkish band. Nice. Um, very like similar to Krangbin. Can you see it? Nice. There we go. Yes. Um, and this was a few years ago. I got that one and oh, well they're so, so good. And then when I went in and I asked him for some jazz records, recommendations he recommended this tall farlow record which is from the 50s and it is weird is it really so good so so good it's like it's very like hi-fi um did he throw you into the deep uh part of the pool when you're like just trying to nibble onto some jazz well you all know me like someone's like here's the here's the shallow end and i'm like no i want the deep end right away (laughs) like let's 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 skip over herbie man and let's go deep um but yeah, I think like that's really cool. Just being able to like have such a vast selection. Then this is the more recent one that I picked up from him, and it's a Latvian electronic record, um, which has such <laughs> a cool. cool story because they were making this music in the Soviet Union when you could not be making music like that, and they were like handing out records and like passing. Everything was like happening. Uh, oh, word of wow. mouth and somehow it existed and lasted and there were pressings and they did repressings after the Soviet Union fell. Um, but it's just so interesting being able to like hear the music that was being made during that time. And then he has like of the times music, like very like, I don't know. You could find anything there. Yeah. Um, that sounds awesome. But he's got such a cool selection and so many good recommendations. So fairly priced. And he'll just like, if you're like, Oh, I want to hear this. He'll just put it on for everybody to listen to. It's like you could just bring it to a little station and listen to it on your own. But like he wants everybody to like be listening to the same thing and experiencing it all together. Cool. Um, I need to get some of these Soviet Union samples in my. Saying, dude. Borrow it. Get the communist riffs. The communist yeah, riffs. Communist cool. riffs. Get some commie bass yeah, lines. Cool. I'm going to ch- I'm going to check these out right after we're done. Yeah. Today. I'll send them to you. That's cool, man. Well, I'm just right on the in the first six. They got Tom Waits, Rain Dogs. They got the the meters in here. Rod Stewart. He's I like this guy's taste. I want to go say what's up to him, Cause especially if he's going like hard deep cuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like it, it, if if it was like <laughs> most people go and get when they're buying vinyl, and actually it should be like brought to attention too. Like buying music is like a novel thing now. Yeah, it used to be like that's how you had music. Yeah, but now it's like oh, we're buying music. Yeah, boy, what are we gonna do? Yeah, it, it has to be kind of off streaming and be something like an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to be intentional with it because we are so used to like a demand in our culture where it's like instant gratification and I could just go on Spotify and listen to X, Y, and Z. But like when you're spending money on it, you think about it differently. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah. Stan Getz record. Yeah. He does like jazz. He's got, Oh yeah. I got a Stan Getz record from him too. I got a Samba music one or Samba music two. Yep. That's a, yeah. that's a classic. He's got a lot. He's got some cool train. Yeah. Bill Evans. See, that's the good stuff. He's also opinion. like very into punk music. Like oh, that. What and right there. there's a punk there's like a punk collective right next to the building and they like are always having shows there too. And he's cool. like he'll shut down the record store and like you know, host events with them. Are they like punk forty fives, like the old ones or I don't know what that means. The little ones with yes. the big hole? Oh. Yeah, the yeah. Big hole. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. And probably the coolest thing that he ever did was I was in there and he was playing a record and I was like, I want to buy this. And he was like, are you a DJ? And I said, no. And he's like, I'm sorry. Like, I would love to give this to you, but I'm only going to sell this to a DJ. And I was like, I respect that. What was it? What kind That's of stuff cool. was it? I don't really remember anymore at this point. I don't remember what it was called. It was like something that was really hard to like come by. It wasn't like on, it's not like streamed. Was it dance music or what was it? No, it was like, it was like, well, Dancy electronic a, music. That is the most hilarious thing. You should have gone to your car and gotten like a hat, come yeah. back in and be like, are you a DJ? Be like, clearly, look at my hat. Yeah, yeah. look at my hat. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> was I, wasn't, a, I wasn't offended or anything. I was like, I respect that. That's really cool. <laughs> That's nonsense. Was it a, a single? Like uh, a, no, it, it was, was a, a whole record. The... No, it was a whole record. It that, wasn't just a single. It, like it had a name oh, inside. Hilarious. Yeah. Thing. Well, he was, and Not I was like, interesting. And he was like, I just want this. I like, I want as many people to hear this as possible. So he like wanted somebody who was going to be able to play it for a lot of people. I was like, I have bodies. Oh, that's the most wreckage store guy thing to say of all time. I got to go in here. It was great. Yeah, that's so, cool. That's cool. Like my people. Yes. <laughs> you know what I've been wanting to uh, do? What? Um, well, I recently invested in this nice new audio technica turntable so that i could um like get high quality samples out of vinyl like Mm -hmm. straight through my interface and stuff so um i've been thinking about and also i've been doing like live streaming like djing and stuff every once in a while but i'm thinking about this new live stream where i'll just like find these crazy old records and then the live stream will literally just be like high def video of the record spinning and then you got the album art in the back and just gonna play it like a live stream almost like a radio station but these like crazy old records that would be dope i gotta go to this guy to yeah to get some of that this stuff. guy's got can records you know about can no katie you will love does he have can. does he have the inventory listed online no it's just no. the instagram he's just like doing like oh, little he's little featuring posts. some stuff yeah, he takes a picture of every record he sells, and that's like how he keeps up with his inventory. <laughs> okay, good question. When you're shopping for vinyl, is there a record you're looking for every time you go? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, as of the last like four years, there's a Growlers record that I look for every time I go because I can't find it anywhere, and it's sold out online. But Growlers, that's it. Yeah. I don't think I know them. They're like a surf rock band. Sick. Yeah. Nice. There's a there's a band called Meat Joy 
that existed, I think, in Houston for a few years in the late 80s. And they just made this like amazing. I, I used to listen to this record with my with a, uh, a friend of mine and absolutely loved it. It's totally experimental and dumb, but I look for it everywhere. It's, there was probably a few thousand pressed. That's Meat so cool. Joy. Meat yeah. Joy. Meat Joy is a good one. Yeah. Can's also a good one, too. That'd be a, a great record. Yeah, yeah. I got to check it out. And then outside of that, like if you're not in Denver, places that I always go to look for music are the um, like record labels of artists that I like and I see like who else they represent. Um, because I feel like when you have Spotify and you get like recommendations, it's kind of like a vacuum and they get stale after a while. Um, so some in particular that I like are Dead Oceans, Saddle Creek and Fat Possum. 10 out of 10 recommend. Nice. Checking all those labels out. Nice. I got. I like the. Um, this is a pretty classic one for Denver, but the Twist and Shout yeah. shop on Colfax must it's be just mentioned. Huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so much stuff in there. Um, you can also even like. I mean, I'm sure most final places will do this, but you could bring in your turntable. They'll fix it for you. They'll like troubleshoot whatever you have going on. They have every single wire adapter you could ever imagine there. Sometimes they just go there for like adapters. Sometimes you need an RCA to. Whatever it is, but I, inch. I like to go there and look for um, weird stuff. I'm, I'm curious. I I think I want to do that radio show. You should do Hopefully it. You guys t- tune in. I would definitely tune you, in. You absolutely should. My friend had an illegal radio station in Denver for like two years. He bought like all the equipment to like broadcast on, on the like radio. Yes, on FM. on FM ninety point five. He moved, That's super cool. But he would do that. He would he got records. He would play them in his apartment and just like it was at, at like eight p.m. every like Tuesday or something like that for That's an hour. Awesome. Okay, great. I'm gonna I'm gonna start it up because I can do a nice cool Which, video with like a nice background and we'll have nights where you guys come over with like a bunch of cool records or whatever and we'll just stream. I'll stream it like. Maybe like two hours a week or something. I we'll love see. it. We'll see how often. That's a great idea. Would you yeah. stream it on Twitch? Yeah, on Twitch. On Twitch. Nice. I feel like yeah. a, a nice, cool HD video of like the record spinning is all it needs to be. And then, I haven't seen that before. That's like an original idea. I haven't seen that yet. Hell yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. We need original ideas. Yeah. He's cooking. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm cooking over <laughs> yeah. here. It, well, and it sounds like kind of like, it sounds soothing. You know, yeah, yeah. It's depending nice. on whatever you're playing. I yeah, guess. you saw, you played this Latvian record, not very soothing, <laughs> mm-hmm. but cool. <laughs> but cool, hell yeah. Um, and then one other place I'm going to shout out. So I did Twist and Shout as my first one, but this is not to go by you know vinyls and stuff. But I was really surprised to figure this out because I was just over at the Zeppelin station getting lunch one day. But Beatport headquarters is right there. And I don't know if you guys know what Beatport is, but um, Troy, I'm sure you know, but it's like the hugest mm-hmm. online store for like dance music and mm-hmm. like digital uh, tracks. It's so, one of the first big tech s- stories in, in Denver Boulder, too, for sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that they were here. That's like the biggest. I didn't know they were based in Denver either. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. The main headquarters is here. And then they definitely have one in like Europe somewhere. Berlin. Because I looked it up. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was trying to, I was, I went to open the door. I was like, I want to just go in and see who's in here <laughs> Totally, because it looks like a nice, but it was locked. I don't think they had anyone in there. So I was going to just be like, Hey, uh, I like the new updates to the site because <laughs> they actually just did a huge rehaul. So I was going to be like, the new updates are sick. 
Nice. <laughs> but no, I want to I want to talk to any. If you work at Beatport and you're listening to this, I want to come over and and see what's up. Dude, inter- interview him for the freaking show, bro. Yeah, Beatport, you are invited. Anyone from Beatport, yeah. come through. Well, we could do a remote thing at the Zeppelin station. That's a good place over yeah. there. There's another wreck for you, Ze- Zeppelin station, for some work lunch throughout the day. <laughs> nice. Nice, man. Yeah, uh, Paul Epstein at Twist and Shout. Um, I-, I owe so much to that man. Uh, they, they're on their, I think, third location, but their original location was over by Lincoln Elementary. And I would go in there when like sixth grade and get uh, two live crew tapes or Spice One tapes or two short tapes corrupting the minds of our youth. Paul Epstein. What's my favorite word? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely. It's that. That is a Colorado Denver institution. Twist and shout. Along those lines, too, wax tracks. Yeah, wax yeah. The other main one. Shout to Wax Tracks. That place is great. Black and Red. That place is great. You can always find great records there. Um, the spot that I picked out for not necessarily records, but just vintage audio in general, is Electric City Repair. You know, because you you it, to playing records for me has always been like a part of this collection thing. I've been, been collecting records mm-hmm. for a long time, and it's always and right now. It's kind of taken over as like the most popular way to play music as far as like purchasing yeah. like vinyl records. Totally. So so I don't know what most people have, but maybe you go to like, where would you go buy a record player now? Best Buy? You just order on Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah. I also have an Audio Techna or whatever it's called audio that I order. Technica. Yeah. Technica. On, I online. It online. Yeah. It's just like, like a standalone box where you play it and it's got speakers or are you like. No, it's a standalone box, but I have speakers that I've like hooked up to it. Yeah. And that's another part of the fun of audio and the slippery slope into hi-fi in general yeah. is now you need components and you're like, boy, this sounds cool. Maybe I do need a 50 band EQ <laughs> that I can, yeah. you know, make a cool wave on and see how that sounds. You know, so so ultimately you're going to end up shopping for you stuff because new stuff, it doesn't look as cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. what are you going to listen to records and surround sound? Nah, man, you want two big, rich, amazing speakers, maybe a couple of different sets. You could A, B between them. And then you got to get the tube amps and then you got to have the cool tuner. And then the tuners never, it, you know, the lights are going to be burned out. You got to have the big potentiometers and dials that you have a satisfying click. Everything about record collecting is just so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a lifelong journey. It is. It is. And there's ups and downs. Have you been to Electric City Repair? I have not. You will love it. I need to go. It's the best. I don't need another hyperfixation. I know. I'm going to have to go. I know. I, I'm, Do they have like a bunch of old vintage gear and like just everything like synths, guitars? Like It's dance. all vintage. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. all oh, vintage. Cool. The jukeboxes. I was in I there once and they had like that. a refurbished $4,000 jukebox. And I was like, dude. Dude, so I mean, it played like 45s, you know, so they like come out with the arm and then it goes like, you know, and you push the buttons. Oh, my God. So cool. So cool. They got they got everything there. And I've I've you know, I've been a patron of theirs for a long time as a buyer, but also as a seller, which I think also is part of like the hi fi experience. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. a uh, uh, what not buddy guy. Who's the other uh, blues guy I'm thinking about? The biggest one ever. Booze oh, guy. Sorry. Which booze guy? <laughs> blues. Booze. Blues. He oh, played blues. Lucille. He played Lucille. He sat down when he played. 
You guys know what I'm talking about? Blues. Blues guy blues. played Lucille. Blues. God damn, yeah. it's embarrassing. It's Tuesday Sorry. morning. Mm. Biggest blues guitar player. BB King. Yeah. There you go. Oh, there all you just go. to get That's to a who? quote. I knew it. I knew it. Silly, now. silly boy. <laughs> all this to get to a quote, which say BB King said that like you can't really play the blues on a guitar that hasn't been pawned at least once. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there was a time when my children were very young that I was pretty much obsessed with hi-fi, and I had these tube amps. I had like. This German tuner, I had the most incredible hi-fi sound system. It was like my pride and joy. And one of the things- What happened I'm, to it? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Troy. What happened to it? Well, I sold it. You had kids. Aww. I had kids. <laughs> yeah, but there was a, the, the, the Klipsch, those speakers, you guys have seen them. I used to have them in, mm-hmm. the, in the office, mm-hmm. but- they, uh, those that's sound like, good. yeah, that's the last touch. And they've, they've kind of taken some abuse, but back then they had the fronts on them and, you know, there was a particular song by Brother Ali that I would play when Ozzo was very young that the bass was such that it, in this one song, it was called Puppy Love, as a matter of fact, that it would like resonate like the, the plumbing in the house, <laughs> like in the whole house wow. would start shaking from this, like the bass in this. And Ozzo would start crying. And so uh, there were several occasions where I was like, watch, I can make Ozzo cry from playing the bass. <laughs> sorry, buddy. I- <laughs> sorry. Poor Ozzo. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, I sold a lot of those components because, you know, when you, when you got young kids, you're like, all right, well, it. my life's over. So yeah. <laughs> These diapers are expensive. The, yeah. Got to get rid of the hi-fi system. Yeah. Time to start, start thinking about college for these kids and uh, wrap up all my hopes and joys. <laughs> I, I want to check out Electric City Repair. That sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. It also reminds me, I just got connected to this guy through Facebook Marketplace. He's like a synth-like enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and his listing on Facebook Marketplace was literally like, I thought I was buying one old vintage synthesizer for like, I, he said it was like nine or like 19 grand or, or something like that. He's like, it was at its, this auction. This is his listing on Facebook Marketplace. He's like, I thought I was buying one old expensive vintage synth. I actually bought a shipping container full of hundreds of synths. No. So, so now that's epic. He's, he's trying to sell epic. them. He's like, he's like, Tell me what you're looking for, what you want. So I sent him over my whole thing. I'm like, this is what I'm looking for. Like, I'm used to digital synthesizers. I want to, like, break in. Mm -hmm. And he's like, like, I will, like, dig through. And he's an expert. So he's like, I'll pick out some stuff for you. Then you come over. The pictures on his listing, his entire house is full of (laughs) things. Is this recent? It's, he literally just this. put it up like last week. Tom, send me the, yeah, send me this see the link. post. Dude, Tom. send me a link too, man. Yeah, Troy, you, you can uh, let me know anything that you're looking for. And when I go over to his place, I'll I'll see what's good. But yeah, yeah he's a, I have like a phone call appointment with him. And then I'm going to go over and like oh my see God, the stuff. Really? Yeah. They're vintage synths? I was just like, it's, it's all different types of stuff. It's like keyboards, like workstations, and then like vintage synths and like analog stuff like it's so much it, it's so funny though because i was reading the listing he's like i thought i was buying one synth i bought hundreds of synths <laughs> i mean a night a nineteen thousand dollars for one synth there's like i think it was nine synths. i think it might have been nine grand i don't know oh nine grand okay but that that, which sense. at that rate he definitely got a good deal yeah because hundreds oh, yeah, of synths for, sure. for nine grand well if they're vintage moog synths too like forget about it dude he's he had he definitely had a moog and he he has a lot he has a lot of like Korgs. He 
he listed like a list of like 50 of his favorite ones on cool. the thing. And then he was like, there's a lot more. <laughs> so cool. he was like, just let me know what you're into. And uh, that's incredible. We'll talk about it. I'll, I'll send you he guys hit the, the jackpot. List. I know. And I've been trying to buy some stuff just for some, you know, knob turning inspiration instead of just clicking around. So I'm excited to go check that out. Just every track will be G Funk now coming out of a Tom yeah. studio. Yeah, analog sounds. <laughs> I might have to hold off on publishing this episode. People might be swooping in to get his. I know. You can't you can't let that get out. No, he had like a like an automation set up. Because I messaged him and then like within like a minute he responded being like, I have like an insane amount of outreach right now. Or like uh inbound, inbound coming in about his synth collection. So he was like, we'll have to like do a phone call first and like figure out what you want. And then I'll set it up for you to come see the things that might be interesting to you. And then you'll come over. So I'm, I'm hyped. Dude, what a day. Yeah. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. And he said, he's like a, an expert in the field. He's like, I've been working with these things for years and years. Just if he's got like 10 of them plugged in, like what it smells like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm, can smell the electricity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'll send you guys a listing. So you okay. Can see it. Cool. You know, I want to add here too, anecdotally, that I managed a warehouse music store on Downing and Evans for like a year. I was on the very cliff and fell off with the rest of the music industry. There used to be music retailers. I don't know if you guys know this. Yeah. Now we have like uh, these, these cool vintage stores, but there used to be like cool place, Sam Goody and Warehouse Music and Sound Warehouse. And mm-hmm. there was like these retailers that existed. Yeah. And I what, still remember the first CD I ever bought in yeah. a store. Was it the long, they have the long box? They did have the long box. Yeah. Not the one that I got, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mine was Mac Miller Blue Side Park. Mine was 3LW, their <laughs> initial, their first album. My wow. first CD was yeah. Wham! Making It Big. Troy, what nice. was yours? Troy. I think mine must have been like a Kiss CD. From Hell yeah. Tower, Tower Records. I don't know if they <laughs> yeah, that Tower. And then like... Barnes and Noble was a thing mm-hmm. too, for a while. Yeah, it was the funnest job. I used to love it, man. It it's was cool. It was so fun. I remember it was. It was sad because we liquidated all of them because they they went bankrupt, mm-hmm. and so we liquidated the one on Downing and Evans. We liquidated the one on uh, Pearl Street Mall in Boulder. Mm-hmm. The one in Fort Collins. The one on Wadsworth Street. And it's just, it, I got some amazing music because like, you know, the, the liquidation company comes in and it's like 90% or 10% off, 20% off, 30% off until it's 90% off until they're just selling the fixtures and stuff. Yeah. Like they sell everything, everything, you know? And so, you know, once those guys came in and they were like East coast jerks that, that all they do is liquidate, they're like the, the doom squad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I remember at the, uh, the Boulder mall, the Pearl street mall store, they had like, we found like three tanks of helium back there. So we started like launching stuff. And I remember our greatest feat, it was like, it was probably 50 balloons or more, but there was a uh, cardboard cutout from Rush Hour 2 of Jackie Chan. And we launched him off the roof. <laughs> Dude. <Nice. laughs> so, I wonder who great. got that in their backyard. <laughs> totally. I don't know. I'd be like, sick. Sick. What the, look, is that Jackie Chan? It was one of the most yeah. amazing things ever. Uh, one anecdote too I'll share there was many good times uh, working at Warehouse Music but one thing we used to do was the uh, um, uh, Cinnamon Girl Marathon so you know that song Cinnamon Girl by 
uh, Neil Young. Mm-hmm. I just play it all day, back to back. It's one of the few songs that you can get away with doing that. And yeah. it's like every time you hear it, you're like, uh, yes. But it would be fun because, you know, customers would be in there looking at DVDs or something, shoplifting in the back. And they're like, is this song just playing on repeat? And it's like, no, dude, it's Tuesday, man. It's Cinnamon Girl Tuesday. Cinnamon Girl Tuesday. (laughs) Bring it back. I got to, we got to get Troy's thing. But real quick, since you said your first CD was Kiss, my, uh, this is a, this is a connection here. But my brother's um, ex-wife's dad is like an OG, like big guitar player. Cool. And he was like touring the country and everything and uh, was friends with like all the guys in Kiss. And um, back in the day, they gave him the offer for lead guitar in Kiss. Damn. But it was before they even like started at all. Mm. But so this was, was like the 60s. Yeah. Like yeah. Late 60s. He wasn't down for the makeup. Oh. Oh, he big mistake. There. So he said no. He do, he he just wasn't down for the like. He thought it was all weird. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you have to put your opinions aside wasn't for a check. Down for it. Yeah, I mean, it would have changed. It would have changed my life because yeah. I probably wouldn't. My brother probably would have never met his daughter, and never would have my nephews or whatever. Would have been crazy. Yeah. yeah. But he used to like when I was a little kid. We would, you know, go over to the their sides like go over to the house on sundays for dinner or whatever and he'd he'd always just be upstairs and you just hear like jams coming out from upstairs (laughs) just like him just soloing for hours amazing and sometimes he'd be like he'd be like come up here come up here and you go up there and it's like a whole room with like amps and like whatever setups he has posters and stuff yeah not even posters just gear yeah nice like he'd be like look at this I, I was really too young to even understand. What he was, he was trying to make you cry. This is what we do. I know. So, yeah, he's trying to make me cry with his vintage with gear. His shredding. This crazy shredding. Troy, how did you get into Kiss Shout at a young age? Me. Um, my dad is a huge heavy metal slash rock fanatic, so nice. that was like all I was exposed to as a toddler to high school, pretty much. Like I just have it ingrained in my brain. And Kiss was like. At that age, it was a little less heavy. It was kind of like softer rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just, yeah, I loved the makeup. I thought it was so cool, like with the Gene Simmons with his spitting fire and all. I was like, as a kid, I was just like, this is sick. Yeah, that's perfect <laughs> want- metal for kids because the, yeah. the songs are all poppy and fun. Yeah. yeah. They and look I, like monsters. I, yeah, I wanted to collect all the CDs. Even though my dad had all the records, I like always wanted to buy the CDs. Yeah, you got to get the new cool CDs. Cool. Yeah. The guitar player passing up on joining Kiss, that's like, man, that's like. Yeah, he, say, he would like, say oh, that was his biggest uh, L whenever you talk I, to him about it. It's like people who say, if only I put $100 in Apple stock. No, I know, yeah. Bitcoin. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If only I did this. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll share mine quickly. I know we're, we're getting short on time here, but uh, this is kind of a hidden gem um, that I'm sharing. This is like a, it's a YouTube channel. It's basically an online record collection. This guy, his name's Andro Navarro II, and um, he posts his entire record collection. We'll link the YouTube channel, but whenever I'm looking for inspiration or some some vintage music that's just amazing, 
This guy posts his whole record collection on YouTube. He posts daily, sometimes twice a day. The description of the channel is, this is an aural museum curating music from the golden age of mankind, the 70s. And he has it sorted by um, like ge- geographical, geographic you know, uh, location of where the music comes from. So like America, Western Europe, J-Power, Transglobal. He also has it sorted by ladies and gentlemen. And you can come through here and browse digitally just like you're in the record store and listen to all these cool insane records from the 70s yeah check it out if you ever want to hear some crazy old music you've never heard uh this website is the place to go i get a lot of samples from here and just from the from the youtube channel itself yeah yeah so it's it's kind of like a i don't want to say like a cult but he like started a community i started following him when he had like four or five K subscribers. He's at like 106 K now and it's becoming like a, a thing. Like this guy's like, if you Bro. go on Reddit, there's tons of threads about him and his like his record collections insane. It's this guy. No one knows who he is. No one knows anything about him, but he just posts every day a record and it's, they're all amazing. Well, his, his profile pick is Pharaoh Sanders. So I know I'm going to love him right <laughs> off the get go. Yeah, yeah. This looks this awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't share this with many people, but now it's putting it out there. It's out there. Dude, 954 videos from the America section. What? So yeah, these yeah, are like, it. these are all different records? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, they're all from the 60s, whoa, 60s 70s. It's really awesome. But yeah, throw it on in the morning and it's, it's start your day with some, some inspiration. It's, it's, it's great. Nice, man. Love it. Dang. Dude, this is so cool. Yeah. Check that out. Holy cow. It's a yeah. YouTube record store. That's amazing. It literally is. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. Okay. I'm just getting into Reddit. Now I have a new Reddit thread that I can subscribe to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, we his, should do his account Reddit went day. away. His account went away because for some copyright issue for like a while and everyone on reddit was like freaking out like where did he go like he's gone he's gone and then he came back after like a couple months and like the channel was live again and everyone was like yes that's all i'm worried about for the radio show like i think you can do it but you can't have recordings enabled Mm -hmm. like on youtube it's a different thing because anyone could watch those videos at any time but on twitch you can play it but you can't have like the VODs on mm-hmm. like where people can replay it. I think that's the only rules, right? Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. Yeah, Word. there's there's some loopholes there for sure. Starting it up this week. Anyone want to bring some records? I'm, we're playing the uh, Latvian. That's going to yeah, be the first for sure. one. <laughs> I have a Belgian record that I'm obsessed with too that you can listen to. It's just all, right. all the same song with different uh, remixes of it. Hell yeah. Communist dance music. <laughs> it just sounds like German music. Turns out. Um, all right, let's talk about some highlights from last week. We'll rip through. We got we got five minutes. We can do this. Let's we do we paid for the upgraded hosting package. I know we might <laughs> be maxing going it over. out though today. Yeah. Again, we'll see. Who cares? Nice, Tom. You want to kick it off, buddy? Yes. Um, I have. What did I do? Hold on a second. I got to pull up my. Ah, yes. Okay. Um, so my highlights, I hit Winter Park on Saturday. Um, we saw Grizz on the left line. Shout out to Grizz. He's 
it looks like he's enjoying his nice little break, but we love Grizz. Yeah. He, he looked like he was shredding. So nice. Um, and then I'm going to say this last night, I, I got this through Josh because Josh was doing a promo video. Josh is a good friend of ours. Nice. Man. Um, who used to work in the same office as us. He was doing a promo video for this and uh, he had us come through, but uh, I think we're going to, we're going to do it again, but it's a class for learning Spanish. It's called social languages. Um, and the whole idea of it is like you're going out to a bar or a brewery and like you're learning the language, but you're having fun. You're like chilling. There's no, <laughs> there's no tests. There's no anything. You're trying to learn a foreign language. It, it's Spanish. Yeah. It's Spanish. A Spanish class. Nice. So this guy's just getting his uh, thing started up. He's been a Spanish teacher for a while, but um, him and this other group of people came up with this new like uh, teaching concept of how you can like break down these barriers of learning a language and uh, do it in a cool new environment that is fun. And it was actually, it was really good. Like, That's cool. It's man. like physical, like you're moving around and you're doing certain things and it'll be like, if you like tacos, go over here. If you like pizza, go over here. But the whole thing is like a hundred percent Spanish. So you're fully immersed into whatever is going on, um, whatever language is being learned. And uh, it's cool because sometimes you're, going to learn Spanish and half the time you're speaking English. So the, mm-hmm. they force you to do it. And there's all different types of uh, levels of language learners in there. And cool. It's cool. So I think their next class is in two weeks. Uh, next week on the show, I will feature it and we'll have the link up and everything. Sweet. But I, that's what I did. Katie, what do you got? Yeah. Like I said, I'm on my Reddit journey and I was down a rabbit hole trying to find a new everyday fragrance to wear because that's what I wanted to do last week. And a pack- package finally arrived and I have three little samples. So I'm testing them out this week. I also somehow bought a new mattress last week. I went into Cherry Creek Mall on a Saturday, which is something I would never do. And you just pulled the trigger? No, nice. I, I well, had to get a chain fix because Rue broke my necklace. So I brought it into the jeweler over there and there was a Casper store and Carly and I were just like, let's go. We're, we're, we're te- like dipping our toe in the water. Let's just try out these mattresses. They're trying to clear inventory. We got like $800 off of a mattress. So have to do pull it. we pulled the trigger, but now I have to get a bed frame and everything else because we got a big bed. So, cool. That's a good day. Yeah, I'm new mattress day. Yeah, I haven't nice. had a new mattress in years. So here we go. Troy, what do you got? I got a new dresser last week, so I know how that feels to purchase a nice new item for your bedroom. Yes. It's, it's amazing. Um, last week, I had a busy week. I went snowboarding for the first time um, at Big Bear Mountain with my brother and his friends. It was definitely a lot chasing them around on the mountain all day. Um, definitely ate it for like the first hour, but I would say by the end of the day, I pretty much had the hang of it. it was hitting the runs pretty nice, pretty confidently. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Definitely excited to go again. My body's feeling it right now for sure. Yeah, I'll bet, man. The day one is hard. Yeah, was, yeah. How'd you get toe edge? Did you get heel edge? How are oh, you doing? Toe edged. Yeah. Well, I started off in the kitty section for like an hour just to figure out like the mechanics. That's the most dangerous area because you're going so slow, slow and the yeah. ice yeah. is like hard at the bottom of the mm-hmm. mountain. And I, I fell so hard in there. But when I hit the actual runs, it was so much easier, like faster going. It's way easier. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to next time. It'll be better because I think I will avoid like the injury in the beginning and I'll be able to just like feel feel better next time. Yeah, super fun. And then also signed a lease for a spot in LA. Finally, it's been a month month long process months long process. Yes. Uh, Way to yeah, go, so, Troy. 
It's been a journey yeah, since like the beginning good. of this, <laughs> this podcast, podcast almost. Yeah. I feel like Troy's pretty much. Yeah, yeah. We were patient. I mean, it paid off. We got a good spot. And uh, move-in dates on the 12th. Nice. We have the rest rest of March here, so we'll probably slowly move, or rest of February here, so we'll probably move in slowly. And we'll be completely in by March 1st, so I'll officially be in LA by then. New studio set up. Nice. What neighborhood? Let's go. Uh, Silver Lake. Hell yeah. It's like a suburban neighborhood in uh, kind of the heart of LA. It's out of kind of the craziness. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little neighborhood tucked away. So yeah, I'm excited. So it'll be cool. Send me that psychic uh, wines. R slash yeah. home studios link um, when you get it set up. Want to see the pics? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, get yeah. It'll be a whole whole reboot of the studio. So looking forward to that. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, busy busy week last week. What about you, Ryan? Congrats, Troy. It was good. I was losing sleep. I'm like, what's Troy going to do? He's going to get swindled by some opportunist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A real estate we, guy, but you made it happen. It's so good. Yeah. Nice. We were feeling the pressure for sure because we told, we've told we told so many people and every week we're getting so many questions. So. <laughs> Are you going to do it? Finally. Nice. Cool, yeah. man. Um, cool. Well, I will close out um, talking about the cleanest windshield in Denver, which I have. Because my windshield is being cleaned at least once, sometimes twice a day by our friendly Venezuelan friends. Um, I saw a, a video from the mayor. And last year they had prepared for public services in Denver for 400 people um, from, I believe, Venezuela specifically. Or I think it was actually just all immigrant families uh, in general, 400 and they've got 5,000 now pulling. Mm-hmm. So the, the video was really um, geared towards city employees to talk about like, hey, this is, what, this is what's happening with our budget. There's similar things happening in uh, many city, cities and states right now, particularly with um, Venezuelan folks coming through. And, you know, the, the money that's allotted now, that's the social services for these 5,000 people, largely this is like, Women and young children, you know, we all see them all over the place now. Um, but the, the, the message from the mayor was really talking about like, hey, the promotions are happening. The, if you're scheduled for a raise, it's happening. We're not going to furlough people because there's a lot of fear that like they're going to divert, you know, these, the, the budget away from staff and being able to take care of kind of the migrant crisis that's, that's happening right now. Um, which was good. So 5,000 people on social services, but it is also like projected that there's actually 40,000 people from Venezuela in Denver that have come this last year. And we've been talking about it the whole time, you know, in the beginning, when you really started to see folks on the streets, it was freaking me out. Um, just because I'm, you're not accustomed to seeing like children in the streets. Um, but I think something changed and which is just like, you see the you see the hope in their eyes, man. You know these guys out there. They they grab some squeegees and they're looking to um, make a couple bucks. You know, cleaning windshields, and they're excited about it. So you know, like I said, I get I get it clean once or twice a a day, which is amazing. You know, so I guess the reason why I keep bringing it up is because for whatever reason, like everything in this day and age, like it gets politicized, you know, like what should we be doing? What shouldn't we be doing? This person is responsible for that. And that that's all a conversation that is happening. But all the politics aside, there are 40,000 folks here that that came. And I, I, for one, I'm happy that they're here. I think that whatever happens moving forward, that's up to whoever else to decide. But these folks that are here now, 
you know, a couple of bucks. You know, I went, I don't ever have cash, but I went and got some cash. So I was like, yeah, all right. When these guys come through, I'm going to hook them up and get a nice clean windshield. Why not? You know what I mean? So we've got, this is probably just a, a, a an ask for the beautiful citizens of Denver. Let's take care. Let's be good hosts of these Venezuelan folks while they get on their feet, figure out what's up and uh, where they're going to stay and what they're going to do for work. Um, I, for one, am inspired by the sparkle in their eye and the smiles on their faces as they're totally stoked to be in Denver, Colorado. And they, you know, they're also learning the secret that's like, they told us it'd be cold, but it's 60 degrees. It's like, yeah, it does that that every now and again. So (laughs) don't worry. It's not zero degrees forever. Um, so, So, yeah, I want someone to compete with me for the cleanest windshield in Denver. Mutual aid competition. Let's go. I am not <laughs> anywhere close. I got to find out where you're going because my windshield is not clean. Best spot. There's like a whole windshield wiping squad. Um, actually, if you go right up here underneath the overpass on I-70, but really the spot is Zunai and Spear. That junction right there, yeah. they, they, there was a big encampment there and they, they moved them. That's the one you were talking about? Yeah. yeah. But there's still like a good solid seven dudes that are hanging out having a great time cleaning windshields. So that's the spot. Uh, nice. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. It's a little bit longer show, but, you know, we had a lot to get to talking about music. Yes. It's great. Um, thanks, Katie, for coming in. We're so excited for Olivia being back next week. It's going to be amazing. Um, but, uh, shout out to Troy's new place. Shout out to Tom Donahue. Um, thanks, guys. It's a great show. Um, you can uh, follow this show, kitcaster.com forward slash Denver. If you have guest recommendations or show recommendations, we're happy to hear it there. Subscribe on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and thanks to Samana for sponsoring the show as well. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you later.